0: This is the High Hopes Podcast. High hope. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo it. Nah, I can't do it. I can't do the yo it is like James Seltzer. I mean, James Seltzer just reaches into another stratosphere to get the perfect yo it is. But it is Jack Fritz. And making his return to the High Hopes Podcast is my buddy, John Marks. Marksy. Have you been, man? Surprised you allowed me on? That's not true.
1: Well, I mean, I, I was—I've been I've, officially the Wentz wagon. I started, and that was a coup, and I was thrown off, and now I don't want on it. And well, now here, you look at
0: it. I mean, you—you you are so anti-Wentz that you can't even—you can't even be the Wentz wagon yeah, guy anymore.
1: Yep. Yeah. So you know, high hopes, kind of. You know, I'm not going to say wrestled away from me because frankly, I'm just not available to record it when you guys record it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, it's, it's exciting times, and I'm scared to death that Bryce Hart—actually, I feel better today. I do feel, I feel better like, today. I feel
0: like everyone kind of exhaled. Like, yesterday was like, I oh did. my god, he's definitely going to sign with the Giants. And then since he didn't sign there, it's—everyone's kind of calmed down a little
1: bit. As you had said, or maybe this was like, that said it, but you probably said it too. Realistically, and, th- and this is what Buster only had tweeted out a couple days ago. Realistically, what are the Giants really going to offer? When it comes down to it, Boris knows the Phillies are going to give them eight years and you know, 280. I mean, I, I don't know what the end game is going to be, but the it, Phillies have the most to offer, and if they're hell-bent on getting them. Now, the, the trick is, how do you not bid against yourself, right? right. I'm sure Matt Clentag is totally freaking out, because if you don't get them, now you got pie in your face, got egg in your face.
0: I don't know when I saw him smiling yesterday at the at the JT Realmuto press conference. Every time I see Klentak, it's just there's something, there's something just like he knows more than everyone else. Like he gives off that vibe that he just knows more than everyone else. And it was the same way yesterday with that press conference. Like they were all, "Oh JT, going to recruit Bryce Harper," and Klentak's like, "Nah, we got it." Don't, he don't. did. Look,
1: he did look confident out there. He
0: did look really confident. Right. I and mean, Gabe always looks confident. But I think if Gabe was looking at Matt Klimczak, he'd be saying that he was presenting beautifully yesterday at the press conference.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's 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 great to think that with Bryce Harper, the difference that this team will have and what they'll look like to where you looked at them last year, and somehow through really good starting pitching and some luck, they were able to stay. they in the playoff race. they they were in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you know, probably a month and a half left to go in the season, but now you actually have talent. Now yeah. Andrew McCutcheon isn't your your main free agent piece. He's almost an afterthought, and he's he's gonna be very important to this team. So I I don't I don't think that you had to build build Rome in a day, and I don't necessarily say that this puts them in the World Series, but it certainly puts them in the conversation and then you can tweak it from here. Aaron Nowell gets a new contract yeah. today, so you don't have to worry about the whole arbitration process. I mean, with him. all of a sudden
0: that's like one of the best deals in the sport. I mean, four years, $45 million for a top-five pitcher in baseball. You know what?
1: It, what's crazy about that draft is Kyle Freeland was the, uh, another guy that, that Ruben was interested in, and he's an all-star pitcher too. So, I mean yeah, – he's right behind. He yeah. was
0: like the – I think Nola was seventh. He was like eighth yeah. or ninth. Yeah,
1: no doubt about it. So, yeah, what you're seeing is you're seeing a, a, a young stud that, listen, if he pitches <laughs> moderately, moderately as well as he did last year, you have one of the top – Pitchers in baseball,
0: yeah, and I I really I don't see when I watch Aaron Nola, I don't see a guy that's gonna get worse or like that's gonna teeter off. Uh, Besides an injury, of course, but like he's not a velo guy. He is he is strictly accuracy, hitting a spot, moving the ball both sides of the plate. Like I don't know how you have a plan for Aaron Nola when he when you watch him on a on a day in day out basis. So it's like. When you see that contract, it's like this is going to be a steal. You're
1: you're hoping that his stuff doesn't have the bite that it does. You're right. And anytime you have a pitcher that doesn't rely on velocity and knows how to pitch and has great stuff, that's the guy you want to sign for a long term. Yeah. I, I do worry. I don't know if he I don't know if it he got over the corner of the injury stuff or he got lucky. Let's go Let's go to Cole Hamels for a second in 2009. Cole Hamels had to take his job seriously, and it had to do with more going out every fifth day and studying hitters. It had to, do, to be with what he was doing in the off season, how yeah. he was preparing his body. He started doing – remember Jimmy Rollins did the same thing, stretching, just making sure that this is how I'm going to be healthy for 180 innings every year. And and was that after 09 was it before 09? After 09. Because 09 was bad. Well, that's when, that's when he started taking it seriously. So what I'm hoping is Aaron Nola already realizes through his early injuries – that hey I can't have that happen again. And he seems like a kid that 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 really gets it, especially at such <laughs> well, a young age. I don't know what else
0: he does. You know, I think he pretty much just focuses on pitching and working out cuz he, he is so dull.
1: He's interesting and he's a lot <laughs> taller than you would expect. He's like when you, he's he's really tall. Now he's not he's not big as far as muscular or whatever, but who cares about that? It's baseball. Uh, yeah, I'm, we're hoping to talk to him in spring training this year in, a, in less than a month now. And I was thinking today. I'm like, what would I ask him? What's the first question I would ask him? And I would say to him, I'd say, "All right, dude. Like, you're arrived. You're a star. Like, how do you treat that? Like, what now? now what like, are you any different? Because he really is kind of a, not a shy guy. He's um,
0: he goes about his business. He's a he just sticks he, to himself. He's
1: got a dry sense of humor. Yeah. He he he's a He's probably, he's one of those guys that no matter what no matter what sport he plays in he's the best at the sport whether it's ping pong or beer pong or basketball or whatever and you the confidence that you can see the confidence just kind of beaming from him yeah when you talk to him
0: well it's the same way he is in the mound too like he he doesn't flinch when there's a guy on second and third one out he just he just he's battles awesome. his way through it like I, I I I tell James this all the time like I go to bed thinking about Joe Buck announcing the first Aaron Nola playoff game. And just how amazing that is going to be, because Aaron Nola, when I watch Aaron Nola, and when I watch Nick Foles in big moments, I don't—I'm obviously not a big Foles guy—but they remind me a lot of each other. Like those guys are just clutch. Everything in big moments, everything just slows down, and that's what I can't wait for. Like I think once the Phillies get into the playoffs, Aaron Nola is going to turn into a postseason legend. And right now, you know how big of a Wentz guy I am. Nola the second best athlete in the city. Um, and Embiid.
1: Does Gritty count?
0: It doesn't matter. He's not. No, he's I'm not an athlete. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um,
1: come on, athlete or like athletic
0: or you're saying player? You're saying the best athletes in the city right now would be player. M- Embiid one. Embiid, Nola, Nola two. S- Wentz, Simmons, um, Giroud. Stop. <laughs> Is he underrated? I'm just kidding. Um, you, you would
1: have you would honestly have to throw Giroud up in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I'm all right with that. The you're gonna have the the anti baseball people are gonna be like, eh, right, like last year when I was trying to pump up Aaron Nola for Cy Young and MVP because he's that important. Yeah, the war. I was I was told, eh, right. So yeah. Aaron Nola is, I, yeah, I would say you're right. Embiid and Nola, he's the second best player in town. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: And at four years, forty five million, bought out his arbitration. <laughs> it is just. One of the, it's the best athlete. It's one of the best best deals they've done. Klensack, to his credit, has got and listen. He Kingery needs to to pan out before he get too ahead of ourselves. But for him to get these guys early before they really hit for agency, before they hit arbitration, I think it's the next wave of of baseball front officing, and I, I like where he's at. Like this is been doing that for years. No, I know, but this is something that a smart team. They lock up their players early. This is what the Indians do. when They like they, yeah. they locked up Jose Ramirez, and now he's worth – he's got to be worth over $100 million. And his contract's like 40 something.
1: Even if Kingery turns out to be a super utility player or an average starter, they're not paying him anything. I mean, it's if like you really look years, at it, yeah, 20, I mean, it's, it's, it's no money in today's game. It's worth the risk. I don't even worry about that. The Scott Kingery thing will take care of itself. He'll play a role on this team. I don't know if it's as a
0: great player or whatever, but he'll play a role. Now the interesting thing today is that Gabe spoke, and he was down in Clearwater, obviously. And by the way, just seeing everyone down there again—it is as cool. for as cold as it is up here. Like it, it makes you feel warm inside. And um, and today Gabe spoke, and he was saying that there's an open, a legitimate open competition at third base between Mike Alfranco and Scott Kingery. And good. It 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 is a pretty good thing. But I'll tell you what, like. I don't love the idea of Scott Kingery being my third baseman just because I don't think he has the arm, uh, and I would like at least a little bit of pop from my third baseman. Like he can be, he can fill in at third base in a pinch, but like if you're not going to sign Moustakis because because Harper is going to be in right field and you're not going to sign Machado and make it both of them make a super team. Just just let Franco play third, and if he really struggles, then then Kingery jumps in there in, in a pinch. But I I don't love this whole like Kingery can play third base thing because I just don't think he's a third baseman.
1: Right, but I think that I think the the open competition is to push Franco. Right, Franco. Listen, he, he wasn't terrible last year. He had yeah. moments where he was, but he also had moments where he was pretty good. That six week stretch is what people are believing on. In well, the middle of somewhere. I don't. Be, I, I, I'm not. I don't believe it. But here's what I. Here's what I can do. I can have a couple different guys that get you to the trade deadline, and then if you need a, a third baseman, you go out and you get somebody at the trade deadline. This farm system, even with tra- trading Sixto Sanchez, doesn't have a lot of a lot at the top, right? There's not a lot of five tool guys like you see on some of the other teams. They need it,
0: boom, but yeah,
1: they don't. They don't have sizzle. You know what they they have? They have a lot of major league players and a lot of attractive. Both pitching and position players, and you have some guys that that they're not going to want to give up. But you have plenty of ammunition to where you're not going to totally shred the system to go out and get somebody. So you lift Franco, Earnest at bats, and if it, and then you get Kingery in there. I agree with you though. Kingery's a second baseman. He's not a shortstop. He's not a third baseman. Get rid of Cesar out of here. Goodbye, Mama Cesar. See ya. Well, I mean, are you going to bring him back after when he's a, a free
0: agent what, after next season? No. Yeah, and I will say that I, Cesar did play all, most of last year at the broken foot, so I don't think I think he should bounce back a little bit and maybe that rebuilds his trade value just to get him out of here. But I agree with you; like Kingery is the long term second baseman. I think the Phillies think he's a long term second baseman. I don't think they signed him to that contract thinking he was going to be a super utility guy for the rest of his career. But
1: Cesar, if Cesar had any trade value ever,
0: he would have been traded by now. Well, I think they could have sold high a couple off seasons ago. They sold held with,
1: on. So sold high with what? With Caesar, well, what's yeah? What I'm saying, what is selling high? Sure, they could have traded him. There would have been teams who right, said, "Sure, we'll take his Cesar Cesar Value Hernandez.
0: was at its highest. I think was a couple off seasons ago when they held Agreed. on to him, thinking that they can get more. And now the second base market, like everyone has a second baseman, so you can't. You Everybody can't. has a second
1: baseman. It's not valued unless you have a guy that's really is is the best second baseman. And he he kind of is what he is. He's average. He I mean he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Don't get me wrong, but top of the order doesn't do much for me. Doesn't steal bases. Not Particularly powerful. I don't think he hit, had a lot of triples last year. I mean, he's a, he's a good player.
0: Yeah. So All right. right. The broken foot did hamper him. But, yeah, no. Kingery is going to be the second baseman. Um, even, But this year, he's going to be the utility guy. He's going to fill in at short. He's going to fill in at second. He's going to fill in in third base. And I think he's going to play more outfield than people expect. I think if, if, Dubo, goes, if Dubo struggles... I think they like Roman Quinn. I don't think they love Roman Quinn. And first off, you can't bank on that guy for anything. He's
1: insurance for O'Double and O'Double's insurance for Roman Quinn. Yeah. I think if all else being equal, Roman Quinn plays, but he can never stay healthy. And O'Double is very streaky.
0: I'm telling you, I, I, mean, I, yeah. I
1: like I like the fact that they
0: have that. I like I like Roman Quinn more for like the, the fourth outfielder still your bag late in the game guy. I am I am making sure O'Double Herrera is not I'm making sure Oduble Herrera is not my guy in center field first before I hand over anything. Totally to agree. Win. Like the, the upside of Odubel, who was down twenty pounds, was working out with Miguel Cabrera all off season. Was there every day at seven thirty, and the Phillies gave him a wake up call. Like that. Se- that screams to me a guy that's ready to take the next l- level because last year was just bad. Like he was just bad for all of last year. It felt like. No, so, no, no,
1: he was. He had a streak where he was. He was hot as hell, but then when
0: it when it got cold, it
1: got cold. He never got back. And, and he never got he usually, back. He
0: go, He's usually up and down but he never got back up after he went down. He down,
1: didn't, down. and with this offense, because the, they, lacks, they lack talent, they lack production, when he went down, they never recovered. <laughs> the the Phillies offense never recovered. So, so it, and we got Twitter questions to get to and everything Yeah, else. we will. Jack, I, I just want to know where you stand with Bryce Harper. Where are you right now if he's coming here? What percentage are we? You dipped.
0: No, I'm back you, up.
1: I know you're back up, but you dipped. I had I had you down last week.
0: Yeah, I mean every day you come in and you you beat me down with he's not coming here. It's like every time I walk into this place, I get depressed. And um, with with Harper, with Harper, I'm back up to ninety percent. I think it's gonna happen.
1: But that's because that's because you were you were you were so chesty on that day that everybody was saying it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I was excited. Now, tomorrow could be the day it happens, though.
0: Yeah, tomorrow could be the day. And if it does happen, uh, there will be an emergency podcast where it's just going to be heavy breathing and screaming for for getting Bryce Harper here. Um, but I, 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 I'm I really, really confident. I mean, everyone pretty much came out and disputed the whole, oh, he'll take a short-term deal with the Giants. Listen, man, I'm just saying, if he, if he wants to go to, <laughs> to San Fran and lose for the next five years— because they're going to, like, Posey's getting old and coming off hip surgery. Mad Bum has one year left on his deal, and he's been trending down. They have nothing in hurt. the tank besides Joey Bart, who's amazing. But, like, like if he wants to go there and lose, let him go there and lose. Yeah, like, but
1: here's the thing if the Padres offered him 10 for 350, he'd be a Padre right well, now. Well, the Padres can't. No, but you know what I mean. It's not about necessarily just winning with Bryce Harper. He wants to have the biggest contract, he wants to be the guy that gets that. Well, that's, that's also that's, that's, a part of it. Otherwise, Scott Boris isn't your client, and you're not signed right now.
0: But I think the Phillies offer both of those. That's the both worlds. I, I I agree with you. So I think everyone. I think everyone is starting to kind of realize that. Like I feel like I agree. Like I, I came. I talked to Ike yesterday. I, it feels like you guys needed me there, honestly, to, to kind of guide you and teach you the ways of this MLB offseason. I can just tell the baseball conversation has just been upticked the last two days. And I just need to remind you that no matter what, Boris is coming back to us, baby. Because he's not letting the big fish not make a final offer. He's not letting John Middleton, who could be called Jack Middleton if he gets this done... He's not letting that slip through his fingers, and have the team that said they're spending stupid money not make their final offer. So, I'm confident so, it's
1: happening. So, Jack, here's all I'll say: Don't get cocky. Don't be running around well, here like you. Said Don't be running days. around here like you were last week, where you and your your minions or Andrew Porter and oh, Elliot's writing about it on the website. <laughs> you guys are are extra cocky. Just.
0: Well, I'm always cocky. It's just a mess. no,
1: but I I like that about you. It's just but, a you level. but when you get chesty like you did last week, that's why that's <laughs> why I that's why people like to come after you when things start to look like. Here's here's the thing. I think the people that are in the know, even though maybe they've been swayed a little bit here or there, they realize that there's one team out there that that has the wherewithal and they have the want and the need to do what it takes to sign Bryce Harper.
0: And now they have Bryce Harper's best friend.
1: And the Giants, right, the Giants probably tried to sneak in and say, hey, like, listen, if I was the Giants, I would offer them $200 million over five years and see if that got it done. Because right? it's five years, not eight years. There's going to be opt-out clauses anyway. But I think more importantly, it's been interesting and it's been nice to see for everybody out there listening right now to High Hopes, Jack Fritz has become an instant celebrity and superstar across the country. Now, I, I have to take some of the satisfaction in this because Jack was just a lowly intern when he worked for me over at the other station James Seltzer got him over here got him a job and now Jack has done the rest but Jack is being interviewed by the biggest news outlets regarding Harper Lent
0: listen man we gotta do what we gotta do
1: hashtag Harper Lent started on the high hopes podcast Jack earlier you were late to start the show because you had an interview with NBC
0: Sports Bay Area
1: and what were they asking you about? <laughs> Jack? Like,
0: they were asking how it started, like well, the thought process behind it, uh, how I'm doing without my beer, which hasn't been great. I really miss beer, but it, I mean, we gotta put the pressure on them. And I, I it was, it was funny. She's like a, a content person for NBC Sports uh, Bay Area. She was asking about it and and whatnot, and I, I told her I did come out and made sure. I said. You have to tell Giants fans that they cannot use this because this is our thing. Can't use it against us. And we don't want you guys stealing our idea. And then he goes there. So I did make that clear. um, And and Harper Lent is officially ours. So watch out for that. Um, But yeah, Harper Lent's (laughs) been a lot of fun. Hashtag Harper Lent. Yes. I I love the people that are like, I'm not petting my dog anymore.
1: So Harper Lent, for people that maybe haven't heard it and are tuning into this one, is where you give something up in order to... Land Bryce Harper. Yes, until
0: Bryce Harper signs, you're giving this up to put the pressure on him to, to sign with the Phillies because, you, I mean, kids aren't being fed.
1: Dogs aren't being walked. They're <laughs> yeah. just pooping in the house.
0: Yeah, just think about the kids, Bryce. I, I
1: haven't had a Monster Energy drink in nearly a week, which the show is a record. Is, the
0: show has been suffering. Dude,
1: I was, I was at Wegmans today, and I was walking right past it, and I looked at it, and I like the grape monster. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I could so use that right now. And I went right by
0: it, man. <laughs> Listen, it's tough. It's tough. It's not great.
1: So if you want, you, there's still time. Yes. If you're listening to this, by the end of the Marks and Re show tomorrow at 6 o'clock, you can get in a Harper Lent video and win a Phillies jersey from the Majestic Clubhouse store. So what do you have to do to uh, to do it? Jack, what are the rules?
0: Well, it's a 20-second video of yourself. Uh, saying uh, and only yourself, nobody only else You Cannot have another person in it. You have to tweet it at Mark Shreese WIP. You have to use the hashtag Harper Lent. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. It has to be just of yourself. Twenty seconds.
1: Best one.
0: Best one. We'll pick the best one at the end of the show. Um, announce the winner on Friday. And again. This is any jersey you want at the Majestic Clubhouse store. It is a— You pick it. Whether it's a real Muto jersey, whether you think Harper's coming, you will wait it out and get your first Harper jersey. It's just wait. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic prize for a thing that I, I think is pretty funny. I mean, Harper Len is a funny idea, and uh, I like how serious some people are taking it. Um, one thing, before we get to the Twitter questions. The whole third base is an open competition thing. Was that an admission of Harper's their guy? From Gabe Kapler, like a minor, a minor slip up. Actually, it's a great point. I, I have just,
1: I, I. They're not. They're either not in on Machado is or Machado, Machado. Still free agent. I mean, he, he is. They don't want him.
0: Literally, no one's talked about Manny Machado. They don't want him. Yeah, I, I mean, it's for some reason. I feel like Salisbury and Zalecki keep saying, "Yeah, no, they, Machado's their guy." Mm, come on, guys. Mm. Like it's been long enough. Like he is not. They, he is not their guy.
1: There'd be some smoke. Yeah. right and if Harper was the sign somewhere else I doubt highly that they would just all of a sudden be like hey man we love you <laughs>
0: yeah come on love you man that's the one tough part if they do for some reason uh strike out on Harper it's like how do they come back to Machado
1: mm-hmm. and be
0: like hey <laughs> I know we wanted this guy but come on down you know you don't want to play in Chicago
1: nope I don't <laughs> know where he wants to play but I honestly I and and I don't like to make too much of the Philly-style player, and you got to get uniform dirty. Oh, he's a Philly guy. And, right, all, and all that stuff. <laughs> but there's some red flags with me with Manny Machado, and I know that he played in Baltimore, he, he's an excellent player. There's no doubt about it. But when you're giving a contract the size you're giving to, it, you're essentially saying this is the most important player that we have on our team. And if he's not leading by example to where he, he's comfortable just kind of jogging down the first base, I'll give you an example. Bobby Abreu was an all-star player here for a long time. I'm actually a Bobby Abreu fan. But when he left is when the Phillies really became the team that, that became the best franchise, uh, the best team in, in franchise, in franchise history. history. And you kind of say, meh, 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 But it happened immediately. Pat Gillick came out, and he, after he traded Bobby Abreu in a salary dump, they got pretty much nothing in return. And here's what happened. And I, I remember talking to Larry Boa about this. Asked him about Bobby Abreu a few years after that. And he said, you know what? He's like, Bobby wasn't late, but Bobby would be the guy that showed up. If he had to be there at 4 o'clock, he'd be there at 3.59 or right at 4 o'clock. He, he, didn't, he wasn't late. He wasn't setting a bad example. But what example was he setting if he was the last guy in the clubhouse and all the other guys were showing up at 3.15, 3 o'clock? Especially
0: as your best player.
1: As your best player. You can't have that. And the minute that he was, he was traded to the Yankees – the younger guys, Chase, Pat Burrow. the younger guys said, all right, now this is our team, and they expected a, a people to, to behave and act a certain way. And I worry about Machado that that if he he has those periods where he can just kind of glide and he's not worried about all that stuff, that's not good.
0: Yeah, my thing with Machado, and I, I, I mostly agree with you, I don't want to sound like I, you know, I'm you a big-time hustle guy, but it, it to me it does matter a little bit. For me with Machado, it's that he he is so naturally talented, and he, like I feel like watching him play baseball is almost too easy, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like as he hits his 30s, it's like well, eventually your skills are gonna slip. Like how are you gonna adjust to that? Whereas Harper is just grinding and working his ass off. And like I'm I'm just so excited. I I cannot wait to see Bryce Harper in right field. I mean, just thinking about a lineup of McCutcheon leading off, Segura two hole, three hole, uh, Hoskins four hole Harper five real muto and then if you want to get moose make him instead of Franco then you have like Herrera eight hole and then Hernandez of the nine like that is just a, a balanced lineup up and down it has everything it has power it has left-handed right-handed it's just it's on base it has average it's just ridiculous well here's
1: the other thing I think it does and and I have heard some I've heard some people say this in recent days this puts Reese Hoskins is that Reese kind of not that he had a bad season last year, but people were he's just like, up and down. "Yeah, people." I think expected a little bit more. He could be the biggest beneficiary of the improved lineup because now there's not a hole in the lineup, and you can't. He you tried can't to pitch do, around. Reece. Yeah, he tried to do too much last year, and you're right. He's streaky. He's been streaky back to his days
0: at a, a ball. He'll, I feel like no one talks about it because he's he's been our only good player for the last like year year and a half. But he, I mean, in September he was horrible, just like O'Double was. And and uh, he's the face of the franchise, so he, he has all the uh, added pressure and all that stuff. It's fine. It's it's a growing curve. Um, but yeah, what do you add in Hoskins? Still happen. You happens. you add in real Muto. You know the funniest thing is I still can't believe that Harper and Hoskins are the same age. <laughs> and, it's crazy, and Harper's been around forever. That's crazy. And Hoskins is twenty six. Like it's just it's just it's crazy to
1: me. Should I not be worried that he bat he batted two forty nine with uh what, how many homers did he have last year? Thirty I think thirty. He didn't have four did he have forty.
0: No, he had 30, it was either at the 33 or 35 in that in that area. Um, but yeah, I mean the average was mildly concerning, but I've on base
1: percentage is still I think the highest in in base. baseball.
0: Well, not not in all of baseball. No. It was up there.
1: Or is it walks that he led the league in?
0: Yeah, well, walks and uh pitches per plate appearance. Which he, I, know, he, I know you love that stat, pitches per plate appearance.
1: No, it matters. <laughs> he he he's an excellent player and I'm not saying otherwise. Yeah, he'll I,
0: be he'll be fine.
1: And I do want him, but I just want everybody to realize that you're not getting Mike Trout here. This is Harper? Yeah, he, he he had 34. He led the league in walks last year. Okay. 34 homers and 100 I RBIs. About Hoskins. Uh,
0: no, I'm sorry, I was talking about Harper. No, he he batted 249 last year. Yeah, but I I listen. I've heard that concern a lot, and I I, I fed this stat to Ike yesterday. Three out of the last four halves, he's been he's been unbelievable. I mean, if uh, like the the first half of last year, he was bad. Yes. But I think if you're looking at a human element, I mean, this guy was heading into a season where he was projected to be the highest paid player in baseball history. And he's going out there and trying to prove that every day, and I think that gets in your head. Also, his hitting coach, Kevin Long, was on uh, SiriusXM, and he was saying how basically they tried to buy into the launch angle stuff, and that just didn't work for him. And in the second half, they, they went back to the basics and just started hitting line drives and focusing on that. The rest and, takes care of itself. And then he went back to – he batted 300 in the second half. Okay. A year before that, he batted 330 in the first half, and it was on pace to win the MVP until he hyperextended his knee on the first base bag. Like – He's 26. He's going to enter into his prime playing in Philadelphia. And that is just, like, I just, I, I can't get past that. Like, he, park factors, if he played here last year, he would have hit like, <laughs> he would have added five more home runs to his home run total last year. Mm-hmm. The OBP is still there. Like, I just think people are, are a little bit too worked up with the stats. Um, and they're, they're way too worked up about the war. Like, if people get war, so worried about his war. Like, he was playing center field last year for a lot. And he did not want to slide and dive in right field because he knew if he got hurt, he wasn't going to get paid as much. Like, I will give him a pass on that.
1: I'm so worried about the war. Yeah. I'm with everybody big, else. Big yeah. war
0: guy. Oh, God. I, I,
1: sleepless nights.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. you want to talk about, before we get to the uh, uh, Twitter questions, do you want to talk about uh, the charity event we have coming up on Friday, March 1st?
1: Yes. Friday, March 1st. So, a, a couple of years ago, if you remember, there was a, a young lady who had, uh, had, who had been diagnosed with cancer and... Somehow through a friend was a producer on The Ellen Show, and they brought her on The Ellen Show. And Chase Utley came out and, um, and surprised her, and the Phillies gave her season tickets, and it was like the biggest thing. And I got to know Julie. Her name's Julie Kramer. I got to know her a little bit, and she is, her, her, her family, amazing. So on the night of the event, which is March 1st, is Julie's five-year anniversary of being cancer-free. So it was Julie, really that I said, "You know what? We should try to do a cancer benefit and send Julie to Spring training because she was just such a great girl. and and it was the first time we did it's what's called striking out cancer. And we did it a couple times when I was on at the other station, and a um a coworker from over there that now owns her own company had been contacting me saying, let's let's do it again. Let's do it again because she was such a big part of organizing it and everything before. So we're going to do it again on the Marks and Reese Show and with the High Hopes Podcast. It's March 1st, 5 to 8 at Chickas and Pete's uh, in South Philly in the Play 2. It's a $40 open bar. That gets you $40 worth of open bar and appetizers. <laughs> crab fries? I'm sure crab fries are included <laughs> uh, listen, in it.
0: Listen, I'm not paying 40 bucks not getting crab fries.
1: You get an apps buffet and you get an open bar for 40 bucks and the money goes to the sydney kimmel cancer center director's fund that goes directly to cancer research everybody jack i don't know if it's been if you have but
0: well of course i think everyone
1: everybody has been touched by cancer somewhere in their family or friends or whatever so this is a great way for us to meet our listeners the high hopes podcast nwip so come out we encourage you to come out we're going to be celebrity bartenders and silent auction items and a lot of other great stuff and it goes to a great cause. And we can meet all of our listeners, which is the most important thing, other than the money for the cancer research.
0: Yes. So come hang out with the High Hills Pod and the Marks and Reese Show. It'll be a lot of fun. Friday, March 1st. Friday, March 1st. Okay. And you can find more info uh, at Reese on Twitter, at Marks Reece, WIP on Twitter if you want more information on that. Let's get us some Twitter questions. By first. the way, a yes. lot of
1: Harper Lent videos have been coming in get- in the last hour or so. Go team. So get them coming in.
0: Remember, uh, end of show, which is 6 o'clock. Tomorrow night, that is the cutoff for Thursday. all Harper Lent videos. All right, first one here from Caroline. You're stuck on an island with one current Phillies player. Who are you picking and why? Stuck
1: on an island with one.
0: Can I pick Bryce Harper?
1: Why don't you answer first because you know it was coming? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't jinx it, Fritz. Don't jinx it, Fritz. I'll choke
0: you. Uh, for me, who do you think would be a legend on? Can I
1: pick the manager? Gabe.
0: Would he be that funny? I feel like he'd make you do workout stuff.
1: No, you'd want to kill him after like the, after 36 hours. Um, Reese is chill. He's a California kid, I right? He'd be cool to hang out he'd with. He'd be cool to hang the, out with. On the shore? doable. probably not. There's a, a little bit of a language barrier there, too. McCutcheon 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 would be a go he's a cool dude
0: McCutcheon would be a lot of I think I think I don't think Philly's ready for how fun Andrew McCutcheon is he's awesome he's an awesome Instagram follow like he is he is awesome so yeah McCutcheon Pat Neshek no good (laughs) yo I got it I got it I got it Tommy Hunter no Tommy Hunter I would hang out with he seems like a Bloomsburg guy so I'm a heavy drinker. Would he be? Co-
1: would he be cool to hang out with?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he. I think he's a baseball bro.
1: You know my Bloomsburg story. I was taking a leak behind this, uh, with some other people behind some house, and the police saw us, and everybody started running. and yeah. Next thing I know, I'm at gunpoint after trying <laughs> to jump over a fence.
0: It's nice. <laughs> They're
1: like screaming at me, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm
0: trying to run away from you guys." What do you think I'm doing? Uh, that's Bloom. That's that sounds just that's uh, Bloom. Very Bloom. All right, from Dave Glantz. Um, he's done a great job so far this offseason, but if Clentac doesn't sign Harper or Machado and they don't make the playoffs this year, is Klintak's job in jeopardy?
1: No. I don't think so.
0: I don't think so either because I think if they don't get Harper or Machado, it's more of a Middleton problem.
1: Well, it's a Middleton problem, and if they don't make the playoffs, Gabe's the first scapegoat. Not uh, Gabe's not keeping his job and Klintak's leaving because if you look what he's done this off season, he's actually done a pretty good job. He, he, I'm surprised how little they gave up. I know is a good prospect. Yeah. And Alfaro has value. I'm surprised how little they gave up to get the, you know, the best player in his position.
0: Yeah, well, they gave up Will Stewart, who the Marlins apparently think is uh, like Chris Sale and was their number two prospect, which is crazy. <laughs> Will Stewart is not. He's. I think he could be a, a good situational lefty, but if you think he's like Chris Sale and the, and the Philly's second best prospect ahead of Adonis Medina and 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 Spencer Howard, like you just don't know what. Well, what he is. he.
1: I mean, honestly, he he may Medina may have the highest ceiling. He Stewart may may have a, a higher floor. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. He, he pitched in single Lake. Well, he's 21 years old. A lot can happen between now and then. I like him, though. I do. I like some of the lower level Phillies pitchers. I I like. I do. From there, you know how many? How many? guys that have pitched in single A and double A that look yeah. like that they're going to be studs and they never do anything.
0: I know. I know. So, you um, for instance, you were
1: primed to a great career and then
0: then I found Keystone Light. <laughs> 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 and I lost my gutter is all over from there. <laughs> lost your gutter. Could have been me, man. Could have um, been you. But no, Clensac, I think he's fine. Uh and I think I really do think Clensac is really good at his job. Like, trades, he's been good. Signings, he had to overpay for Carlos Santana. He probably had to overpay him for McCutcheon. But uh, just keeping his guys in-house, I'm a, I'm a big Sack fan. I think he's the best GM in the city. So um, he'll he'll finish Harper and 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 ride his parade down Broad Street in a couple of years. Um, from did Ben Simmons make a three, if you had to pick one, Pavetta breakout and Machado or Harper and no Pavetta breakout. So I think he's asking, would I rather have a Pavetta breakout Um. Or no Pavetta breakout, Emma Machado or Harper? Are you insane? I, I will take Bryce Harper. It's a tough question. I need a Nick Pavetta breakout like I need oxygen. Because for as I'll much, bring you a tank. For as much as you think that I have gotten chesty about Harper on this podcast, it's been all about Nick Pavetta and his impending breakout season, which are you on board with
1: breakout N- Pavetta? Nick Pavetta has great stuff and is a, and is a total, total mental idiot. Well, right. Here's 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 what people around the team say, and I don't, I'm not a reporter. I two two seasons ago I was around the team more. I'm not gonna say quite a bit, but enough. Last year, not as much. He thinks very highly of himself. Yes, and his stuff. That's and everything why I like else. him so much.
0: And we have that in common.
1: And. No one seems to think that, but I think you have it in the in the mental area. No one seems to think that he has it in yeah. in the mind.
0: He needs to definitely grow um, mental m- mentally. I mean, even I acknowledge that, and I I love Nick Pavetta, um, but like you see it when guys get on base, his numbers just plummet. Like yeah. all, everything plummets. Yeah. So uh, it's not
1: stuff. It's definitely not stuff. And I mean, at some point here, here's the thing with Pavetta: if he can't if he can't become a Let's even say a third star, a fourth starter, whatever you're talking about. If he can't do that, he'll be dangerous in the bullpen, and that may be he where be he ends nasty up. Well, ball. that's what I'm saying because you don't have to worry about that stuff. Pitch out of the stretch all the time. Just go out there, just go up there and mow people down. Three batters, bang. He gets in the problems, like you said, when he gets rattled. It's like Vince Velasquez. What is yeah. Vince Velasquez? We can keep putting him out there as a starting pitcher, and I know you have to because it's important. Yeah,
0: he's never going to be a good starting pitcher in this league. Would you, if they do sign Harper? If they sign Harper? would you sign Keuchel just to make sure you have at least another reliable starter? Because
1: what, what are we talking about?
0: Like three years, 75, kind of the Absolutely. area of the contract. Absolutely. Because they the, need him. The way I think about it, like you, you make all these improvements to the lineup. Like That is a World Series-ready lineup. It is. This staff is not World Series-ready.
1: No, it's not, and I like their bullpen. Um, I think but, they, could,
0: they could probably make a trade at the deadline. I mean, Howard's been talking about that, that they want to go into next season, uh, see what they have in the young guys, see if they take a step forward. And, and if not, share it up. And make a trade. Deadline. But you can do that with Keuchel. Like, you can still sign Keuchel and do that at the deadline.
1: I, they made a huge mistake. The Phillies made a huge mistake not getting Cole Hamels, at least for this season. Yet, you, you would have had the $20 million option that the Cubs picked up that the Phillies would have picked up, and he's back. And at least you have a guy, a bona fide guy that's been there before. I like Keuchel. If I, was picking, if I was picking a pitcher of the young guys that, that's going to step forward this season and become that number three or maybe that number two. Choose wisely. It ain't Pavetta. Mm. It's Eflin. Oh, come on. He's got Dude, dude there was a point last year where Eflin was talked about being untradeable in trades. For Machado. Untradable. For Manny Machado, <laughs> that the Phillies wouldn't do no, it. No, And these, this wasn't John Heyman throw against the wall type reports. Yeah, it was guys that actually had legitimate information. So, did they, did they overvalue what he is? Yeah, probably. You, you normally do that with your own guys, but... Listen, 5-0 in do, June
0: last year. He ran out of the gas, stopper. Jack. Well, he, he, I don't know if he ran out of his gas. I, he probably did, but also last year. he just for, for two months there, he stopped throwing his fastball as much, and what made him any kind of good was he was throwing his fastball a lot. Like in June, when he was five and zero, and was the stopper, and kind of kept him alive. Yeah,
1: but I mean, are, were guys sitting on the fastball, and he tried to make an adjustment instead of trusting his stuff, or what? I mean, well, look. no,
0: but like what I'm talking about is that in his five and zero June, he was throwing sixty percent fastballs, and mm-hmm. it declined every month to like forty percent by the time when he's getting rocked. And then his last couple of starts, he went back to his fastball, and he started pitching a lot better.
1: No, I know what I was saying was, did he did he go away from the fastball because teams were adjusting and oh, they were maybe. swimming fastball? More, I mean, here's the thing, it, it's. Not every pitcher is like Aaron Nola where he comes in and he's yeah. pretty much good right off the bat. And then he's at a Cy Young level while he's, he's in his mid-20s. So, like Nick Pavetta. I'm fine with Nick Pavetta still de- developing. There, there's enough of an upside there to where you keep putting him out there every five days. It's going to get to a point where you can't do it anymore. I'm at that point with Vince Velasquez after this year. And he didn't even have that bad of a year last year, of
0: Velasquez. Yeah, he just drives me crazy. Drives me nuts. <laughs> he's just, and he's a great dude too. He's still like finicky on the mound. Like he's oh he's he's the it's ultimate all mental. He's the ultimate look good, feel good guy. And like he just is always fidgeting. I he, can't he, he's spaz. He
1: needs to just throw fastballs and that's tough to do start after start.
0: Yeah, no, it is. He, he and eventually hopefully they move move him to the pen or whatever. I am I will say that I'm more bullish on Eflin than I am Velasquez. I am not I'm not of Alaska's believer. Okay. Um, I actually don't know who this Twitter question is from, so that's on me. Um, there's no way to know, of course, but in your estimation, are the Phillies a better team going forward with Bryce in right field or with Manny at third base? What do you think? Say it again. Sorry.
1: I was just looking at your uh, your article that, <laughs> that Jessica Kleinschmidt, who, by the way, looks
0: like a, she, she's a nice-looking baseball reporter. You don't uh, Anyway, yeah, so the article's out. It is out. And everyone's ripping me because I didn't say seltzer in it because they said they said your podcast. I said I talked to my podcast partner, but I didn't say Seltzer. Oh, look at that! You have but, 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 your own listen, video. The, the people, the people in San Francisco don't know who Seltzer is. I, I linked the podcast. They can go listen to the podcast. Wow, to you are! Some. I'm not trying to Jackie big time anyone. No, but you just don't realize that maybe you should you should mention somebody else. Right? Well, I, I that's did. That's just kind of what it comes down. I for. did in the other ones. I don't no, know. You're, it's like, just no. you it's a, my first time being famous. Okay, it's my first time being famous. I've never had to deal with this before. Okay, okay, okay. we're all learning. Okay. You know, it's just tough. Fritz wanted to make this. <laughs> Fritz wanted to make
1: this a way to put a quote kind of fake pressure on Harper to make a decision. Yeah, It's not fake. It's very real. Your video up there of five days without a beer. <laughs> Quote, I always thought that giving up something to lure a star player was funny. It was just kind of my spin on it. Jack Fritz is an evening producer for Sports Radio 94 WIP in Philadelphia and hosts the High Hopes podcast, a podcast dedicated to the things Phillies.
0: Yeah. There Sounds you know. fair to me.
1: Naturally, being from that area, Fritz is a big advocate on winning <laughs> the Bryce Harper sweepstakes ending in the city of brotherly love. I don't know why you're reading
0: this. Are going to do this tomorrow hey, on the air? Yes. Just it, like my, um, my
1: Philadelphia Inquirer article. And what he's going to do to make sure this comes to fruition, introducing hashtag Harper Lent. That's right, Harper Lent. Phillies fans are giving up something they love in order to convince Harper to sign with the team. Fritz has been without beer for five days. So brave. I texted the guy I do a podcast with, and I said, <laughs> you know what would be funny? Is if we had to give up something until Harper signs.
0: The guy he does a podcast <laughs> with sorry sorry james <laughs> sorry james love you buddy the guy i do a podcast so with.
1: all you people out there that are blaming me and thinking i'm lazy for not doing this podcast
0: Snake. Meh, 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 meh. yeah exactly it's, it's all about me uh-huh. it's all about me at least seltzer asked me a couple times listen man what do you, what do you want me to do I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Do we have another question? No, we, we got many questions. All right, all right. Up. A better team going forward, with, is it with Bryson Wrightfield right field or with Manny at third base? Bryson Wrightfield right um, field. From Angelo Masso, this is from me personally, how much practice did it take you to perfect your NOLA form? Did you see my Aaron NOLA video? I yesterday? saw the video yesterday. How did it look? Yeah. Do you think it was good? It was reminiscent of the guy that used to do all the Phillies yeah, wiffle ball batting stances. It was good. It was. Now, if you can do the other ones, who's you, next? You should see my Hamels. It's... it's it's identical. Can you do it left-handed? No, I, can, I don't well, do it right right-handed. I'm not, I'm not impressed. <laughs> can you do Al Holland? I don't even really know who that is. Okay, um, I can do that. From Otter Hooligan, of all the moves our front office has made so far this winter outside of Harper Machado Circus, which do you think will have the biggest impact this season? I mean, that's got to be JT Realmuto, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the great thing is you have a couple... A couple ways you could go there, but yeah, it'd be a disappointment if Muto wasn't that guy, if he's not the best catcher in baseball. Um, from uh, Johnny Chatter, how many Phillies are in the best shape of their lives outside of Franco or O'Double? Did you see that? Yeah, Michael Franco's best, in best, best shape <laughs> of my
1: life, man. Best shape of my life. Everybody's in the best shape of their life. Oh, that's well, great. I, I saw today Kingery. Oh, yeah, people were, were just ooing and eyeing at the muscle he put on in yeah. the offseason. I would say Cesar probably is best like 188 pounds, 180 pounds, like he was last year. Uh, you know, Reese
0: isn't a muscle pound guy. Bryce, Gabe's in the best shape of his life. Gabe's always in the best shape of his life. He never gets out of shape. And listen, if 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 Bryce and Gabe are not running the rocky steps shirtless together, this whole signing is is pointless in my opinion. Like that's something that I need uh, in my life for yep. sure. <laughs> from uh Johnny Heller with the Arietta Icoff news today. Pick one of the following to make some starts in April if they if they needed to happen. Cole Irvin, Eniel De Los Santos, Drew Anderson, or Ranger Suarez. Man, I'm going to be drinking a lot in April. I I don't like I mean I I like Eniel De Los Santos the most out of those guys. I think Ranger Suarez has nothing. Drew Anderson's a bullpen guy and I don't like Cole Irvin.
1: I don't think I don't think any of them are great options. How about that?
0: Yeah, it's 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 not great. It,
1: they, it'd be as much as I talk about the pitching. It'd be it'd be nice if they had a guy that was more or less going to push somebody out because you needed to get him in the rotation. Cole Irvin, it, it Cole Irvin's just a big lefty that doesn't have great velocity. Ranger Suarez is like is little. Jojo Romero is your next yeah. best pitcher that's in the minors that'll be ready to go. What about Medina? If he if, if, dude, that, listen, he's going to have success at some of these stops. You just can't have great stuff and flash it. He Medina's a couple years away, man. Jojo Romero with a good year this year could be up in September.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, I'm I'm excited for Jojo season. Um from Matt Wilcox, when can we what can we expect from Jared Eikoff this season? I mean, Eikoff again had another setback today, which is really like I feel bad for the guy. He's a great dude. Um he's just never been able to get back to that twenty fifteen form. Listen, if he could be Ross Stripling, I would be so happy. But listen, he throws eighty nine. Like I don't know what you want him to do with eighty nine. He obviously has a great uh, curveball, but he needs to be able to tunnel it right. Like he needs to be able to throw eighty nine up in the zone and then mix that with his curveball. And he lost velocity with his injury. She's done. Yeah, I I, I just don't see I don't see Eikhoff really being much of anything this season. I would love to be wrong, but um, I I just can't see it. Um, from Russell Tro, what beer do you miss the most since starting hashtag Harper easily tired hands i live right across the street from tired hands it's my favorite place on earth i have sunk a lot of money into there just thinking what about tired it? hands what is it it's a it? brewery it's a brewery in i live bro- it's it's in Manchester. Best- no it's in it's in ardmore i live in ardmore now oh you live in ardmore yeah yeah. it's one of the best breweries in the country it's phenomenal so what i haven't you? been able to drink that for a while well for five days which feels like a while <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of people giving up wawa yeah antonio
1: tweets in a little little while ago that this is getting really hard yeah, does that mean no gas at Wawa? Or no, you just you can't... gotta feel
0: your car? I mean, it's not a, that's, well, not, that's, mean, not, that's not really Wawa. You know what I mean? That's like we're talking the convenience store Wawa. You know, like the, the...
1: Right, I'm just I'm asking for the I'm just people talking. out there that are, that are, are, that are so, gonna uh...
0: that are gonna be like, well, I give
1: up Wawa? I'll be like, oh, does that mean gas? What are you getting so think offended it, for? I think it, it means gas. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, so from from Ben Hoffman, what is the best part about working with Francie in L.A. I would say it's the commercial breaks. Working with Franski in L.A., yeah, right? It's the commercial breaks. I mean, they're they're hilarious in the in the in the middle of commercial breaks. Would you say that that they're
1: exactly how you think they would be during the commercial breaks to, yeah. to well, a person I mean, that except, listens to the except with curse words?
0: You know, they're <laughs> they're
1: exactly how I think that they would be. L- L.A., Let me tell you something. L.A. Last year, he he was doing a weekly hit on Marks and Reese, and even when he was away because he's not doing the full schedule. He's still paying attention to every game. He's still calling in doing his weekly spot. He's still as fun as he was with everything else. I mean, and, and, fr- and listen, Fran- fr- fr- here's why I love Scott Fransky. He's not trying to do basketball games and do he's this. Only Philly's. he's doing
0: Phillies radio, and he's enjoying life. And I love that man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I mean, Fransky is. He's just, he's the best.
1: And he's going to concerts and yeah. he's got kids and he's everything He was randomly
0: else. at a Temple game that Joe was at like two weeks ago, three really? weeks ago. This really? This is just walked by. It's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, and last one here uh, from Freshicles. <laughs> How do you think Kingery would do if he were to win the full-time gig at third base? So let's say Franco goes down and, and or Kingery just clearly beats him out out of spring training. What do you think his, his numbers would look like? Basically, what are you expecting from Kingery this year if you were if you had to predict his stash line? Um I mean four hundred at bats, two
1: sixty, some I mean, I don't know, a little bit of pop, some steals. He's he, the problem was when he was in double A that year and he put up the big homer numbers, people thought that he was elite. he's he, he's not gonna be a, even a twenty five home run guy every year. He's not that guy.
0: No, but fifteen to twenty. Fifteen
1: to twenty, sure. Doubles, triples.
0: A twenty twenty season mixed in.
1: The problem, the problem, as I see, anytime I mention that any other positions mentioned than second base, he could be a Gold Glove type player at second yeah. base, and I don't even think he's a good third base, at defensive third baseman. I mean, nah. people play second base for a reason. I was a second baseman growing up. I don't have the arm to play third base. Right. I certainly didn't have the range or the arm to play shortstop. Right. I played second base, and I was good at playing second
0: base. Well, Kingery is Dustin Bedroy with more talent.
1: Yes. Well, <laughs> more, remember, no, but you're right. I mean, remember, a, yeah. Remember that?
0: Petroy is done. By the way, oh, he's toast. Done. He is toast. I, I could see a like a two seventy, three fifteen OBP. Uh, a big walk guy. Fifteen to twenty homers, twenty stolen bases. He like Kingery is a is a huge weapon on the base pass if he can get on base. He was in the minors. He's always been that. Just last year, he couldn't get on base, so that that hindered his pretty much his entire season. Uh, well, you know what? I saw last year in LA talked
1: about this a lot. Was the approach at the plate? He was up there. He was up there a lot of times taking pitches. Like he's trying to, he's trying to say like, "Hey, Gabe, you know, I'm taking pitches," and he's
0: looking at meatballs right down the middle of the plate. Yeah, he got too engulfed in the in the team approach of batting. He and was swimming last year in his head. Yeah, and like I just, if I'm the Phillies, I sometimes you got to let hitters figure it out themselves and not force this way onto people because the the hitting approach doesn't work for every player. King not really a launch angle guy. I know that did lead to some lead to some of his breakouts, but. Um, you just have to let players use their talent in a way and not force this kind of approach on everyone. And I'm expecting a, a nice year from Kingery. I'm not looking forward to, to talking myself into him after he has a huge spring training again. Like, <laughs> every single year, it's like, oh, Kingery's insane in spring training. they got to get him up here and play now. I, 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 I hope he's good in the spring training, but I don't want to suck myself back into the Kingery hype. We will see. We will we, we see. We will see. All right, well, that's going to do it for uh, for High Hopes. Uh, again, the charity event, March 1st. Come join the High Hopes podcast. Come join Marks and Reese. It's a great charity. $40 um, open bar at Chickies and Pete's. Uh, Marksy, are you on board with Life, Liberty, and Mickey Moniac second half splits?
1: Absolutely. Are we making shirts? No. They <laughs> Yes. Yes, and we'll sell them for a lot. Yes, they are undervaluing Mickey Moniak just like they overvalued him last year. I, I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year.
0: I really, I, I I really can't wait. I think I think Moniac's going to have a really good year. Marksy, we will talk to you soon, and hopefully, we do an emergency podcast. For Bryce Harper again we've been teasing this emergency podcast for two months now so <laughs> eventually we will do emergency podcast also at the end of, by tomorrow at the end of show of the Marks and Reese show your Harper Lent videos get them in chance to win uh, a, a Phillies jersey from the Majestic Clubhouse store 20 seconds your face only use hashtag HarperLent at Marks Reese WIP for a chance to win a Phillies jersey and we'll talk to you soon